Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, and welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to talk to you about not being able to take every job out there or every service account that you come upon. I'll go over some things that you should look for if you want to keep a service account or do a particular job and some things that are kind of red flags out there. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. So there was this one summer where I was really picking up a lot of jobs and doing a lot of work. And I really was out there trying to generate and build up my route. And I took on just about every single pool or every single job that was out there. So I learned a lot that summer about which pools I should have avoided, which pools, you know, were kind of on the border, and flat out which pools that I should never have even set foot back there. And you'll run into this out there in the industry. Trust me, if you've been doing this for a long time or you're starting out, you're going to run into some of these pools out there. And I think the point is you can't take every job that's out there The first thing to look for is if the pool is too far outside your route. And this is a big issue. You know, I would take pools on and it didn't bother me to drive an extra, you know, 10 10 or 15 minutes out of my normal route to get there. But, you know, in the peak of summer or if there's problems during your day and you're kind of behind schedule, driving an extra 15 minutes will definitely affect you. And it's an irritant at some point that it's like, okay, I got to go through this account. I'm running 45 minutes late today. I really don't want to drive extra, you know, an extra 15 minutes one way and then an extra 10 or 15 minutes back the other way to get to another account. And so this will become an irritant for you. So be aware of the fact that, yes, taking a pool outside your normal route is not a bad thing per se, and you can handle it. But eventually it's going to get to a point where driving that far out of your route is kind of a drag and you're going to not like it. And so you may take it temporarily, and then, of course, you can tell the customer that they're outside your territory and drop that pool once you start getting established and building pools closer to your centralized route. So that's one of the first things, and I I wouldn't say not to take a pool outside your route, per se, particularly right away, but eventually once your route's tighter, definitely those outlying pools should be dropped. And, of course, if you're building your route, you're going to take pools all over the place to kind of build that up. And then just kind of tighten your route up so that you're not driving 10 or 15 minutes out of your way for one pool. Another red flag or another problem that you're going to run into is a pool that gets really messy certain parts of the season. So if you're bidding a pool in the summer, definitely look up, look around to see, you know, what's around the pool, what the neighbor's trees are, things of that nature. Because sometimes in the summertime, the trees aren't necessarily dropping a lot into the pool you know, especially the only ones that in our area here that drop in the pool in the summer are the palm trees 
Eucalyptus trees, of course, are definitely dropping in the summer. But the other trees don't seem to drop as many leaves in the summertime. But come September, October, November, uh, January, you're going to have a lot of leaves in the pool from certain trees. And so if you're bidding a pool in May and everything looks particularly good and sparkling and there's not that much debris in the pool, glance up, glance around the neighbor's pools because here it gets windy, of course, in, in October for the Santa Ana winds and see what could potentially make this pool messy. And definitely that's something that you have to factor in because later in the season, you're going to be spending a lot more time at that pool. You know, if you have a pool with oak trees around it, it may look really good in the summer, but come February when all the pollen starts falling in there and all the oak leaves come off, that's going to be a problem. So think of the future of that pool too when you're bidding it to see what's around there and to see if it's going to be too messy later. Now, I wouldn't say to drop that account. You just have to be aware that you'll spend more time in a different part of the season cleaning that pool than you would in the summertime and reverse that, you know, the pools with eucalyptus trees and palm trees over it. You're going to have a messier summer and a much easier winter because those trees don't drop, you know, in that part of the season. So kind of know your, I guess, botany, I guess, and agriculture, uh, know your trees and when they drop. And if you're just starting out, you're going to really get to know nature in a, in a personal way because you're going to be looking up trees on the internet to see what they are. You know, you'll be like, hey, this is a Japanese maple and you'll you'll figure out certain trees are really bad around the pool. So keep an eye out for that. And that's one thing that you'll learn as you're out there is that it may look great when you're there bidding it at a certain time of the year and it may look horrible at a different time of year. Here's one that starts to develop when you get to know the customer more. And you may not recognize this right away. You might, depending on how the customer acts when you first meet him. But the customer might be a real bag. They might be, you know, someone that's like, man, what do I really want to work for this person? I mean, if this guy was my boss boss, if I like worked in an office and he was running it, I definitely would not want to work for this guy. And so the same thing kind of translate to this person. You know, you're doing his pool, you're in his backyard. He's technically your boss because he's giving you the service account. So definitely, you know, the customer is one of those people that calls you for every little thing or maybe is a little bit, you know, irate or just not maybe caustic as far as personality type. You may not want to do this pool long term. You can do it short term. And then once you get another account to replace it, you can definitely tell the customer that he's outside your service area. Hopefully you're not doing a pool down the street or something like that. But, you know, the personality of the customer is definitely important because you're going to be dealing with this person long-term as you do the account. And if there's any kind of problems or issues, you have to be able to deal with the customer in a really peaceable, peaceable and kind of friendly way. And if someone that you're dealing with at the beginning is not that way, chances are when there's actually a real problem or a real situation, things are going to get really ugly. So definitely that is a factor that you kind of learn as you're doing the pool and with the customer, kind of learning their personality, learning how they are. Um, definitely something to look out for, though, when you meet the person, if they seem kind of caustic and kind of like in your face. And this could also be for the, you know, really picky person. You get some of this sometimes where the customer is like, hey, you were here and I, I just see a little bit of dirt on the steps still. Or oh, my kids were using the pool over the weekend and I noticed a little bit of aller algae and, you know, I'm paying you to maintain the pool and I expect not to see any of this stuff. Or, you know, did you clean out the pump basket or the skimmer basket? Because I noticed a couple of leaves in there and you were here about two hours ago. 
So that could be really irritating. So definitely, besides the person not being very personable, if they're really ex, you know, extremely picky and nitpicking, that could be someone that you may not want to do business with in the future. So these are all things that come to light as you're servicing the pool. You can't really tell right away, typically. And then you have the equipment issues. If you're servicing a pool with really old equipment, and the customer looks like he's not the kind of person that would probably ever replace it. You know, in his driveway, he has like a 1967 Chevy and you look at his other stuff and everything is like super old and, you know, the trimmer on the house is peeling off. Those are signs that this person is not going to buy a new filter or pump. And so consider that if the equipment is really old and running, kind of limping along, you know, in the future when something does go out, is he going to want you to look for a used filter or used pump? Is he going to actually upgrade the equipment? And these are things also that come to light as you're doing the pool. So if you take over a pool and the equipment's really old, you know, if you have a brass pump, I don't know if anyone's ever seen one of those, the newer people, but they're still around here in California on occasion, you know, or old Anthony filter. Definitely think about the future with this customer. Is he going to replace the equipment? And if they look like they're the kind of people that will replace the equipment, of course, that's fine. And you can't judge a book by the cover necessarily. Someone could, you know, let their house run down, but they may want new equipment. But typically, you can tell by their overall appearance of their property that they're not going to want to upgrade the equipment later. And can you maintain that pool with substandard equipment? Sometimes yes, sometimes no, depending on the pool itself. So make that one of those things that you put in the back of your mind when you take a pool on with really bad equipment. You know, is this thing really going to is this pool something that I really want to deal with later when things start falling apart and then you have the pools with the chemistry issues these are pools that maybe have cyanuric acid of you know 200 or 300 they may have high TDS they may just be really old with you know uh, pitting and cracks in the plaster and these could cause chemistry issues later for you for sure especially the pool with the older plaster with like chips in it because black algae can form in there or algae itself can form in there so you may take over a pool and maybe it was on the border and you got it back and then you're starting to treat it and you notice that you're using a lot of chlorine in there or it's hard to maintain. You know, there's some things that can't be done without draining the pool and that's high cyanuric acid and really high TDS. So it'll dissolve solid. It makes the water kind of funky. I've taken over pools at really high total dissolved solids, and these are from customers that were using tons of tablets and maybe putting a lot of you know liquid chlorine in to keep the pool and, and shock. And you really can't move the needle in pools like this without draining them again. So you may struggle with chemistry issues in a pool, and once you're doing it for a while, you're going to realize that, hey, man, this pool is just taking up too much of my chlorine. It's costing me too much money to shock it every week. I don't really need this. I'm brushing algae. You know, I'm doing whatever I can and this pool's still turning. And it could just be the water is the problem or the surface itself is pitted or has cracks and chips in it. You know, so these are things that will come to light as you're doing the pool. Again, you may not know right away that this pool is going to be hard to maintain chemically wise because you just started it. But when you realize that once you get a really good account, you definitely want to move this one off your route. And, you know, you can use whatever excuse. I wouldn't say, hey, your pool is just really tough to maintain. That makes you look a little bad. And as they may not understand all the underlying issues there, I would just use the standard, you know, your pool's out of my territory. I'm kind of tightening my route. And your pool, unfortunately, falls outside of my service area. Therefore, you know, next month, I'm not going to be able to service your pool. And just move on from that point. 
And I think for sure that's the best way to handle that situation without going into a whole chemistry lesson or class, chemistry one-on-one with the customer, just move on to another customer. And then finally, the last one is the late payers. And you're going to find this out pretty quickly with the clients that you take over, you know, you take on as customers. Do they pay on time? And, you know, I had this one customer who was a doctor, and I just think that he was just really busy. It wasn't anything that he didn't have the resources because, of course, he's a doctor. Maybe he had a lot of debt. I don't know, but I don't think so. Uh, But he would always pay late, and he would be 30 days late, sometimes 60 days late. And I would continue doing the pool because, you know, he was a nice guy. And it finally got to the point where the late payments were really bothering me, and he wasn't doing anything about it. And so I kind of had to drop the account basically because it just was frustrating to be getting the late payments. I would say about 8-10% of your accounts are going to be late payers just by their personality. I'm an early payer. I pay everything early. But I know there's people out there that pay everything on time, I guess, right on the dot or late. And that's just how they operate. And I think the pool service is something that's kind of low on a totem pole anyway. So they're going to pay their mortgage, their car payment, their electricity, and then they'll get around to paying the pool service and gardener whenever they can. I mean, I've had many gardeners out there that have approached me and say, hey, man, are they paying you? Because we're not getting our check on time. And one gardener was like, hey, can you ask him to pay us? You know, because they had a little language barrier. And I think this happens all the time in every single field, not just pool service. And, you know, that's one of their personality um, defects or Um, shortcomings is that they don't pay people on time and so you're going to get this and if you can deal with it that's fine but if it gets to the point where they're always late and maybe the pool is not the greatest anyway definitely think about moving on and getting another account to replace it and once you get that account to replace it definitely drop the late payers and I'm kind of going over the one for one rule and this is something when you're getting established that once you get a good account you want to wean off the bad account and so you're tightening your route you're getting good paying customers, you're getting friendly customers, you're getting pools that are not kind of weird during the season, out of, you know, certain parts of the season, they're getting trashed by the leaves. And so you're kind of doing this by the one for one rule that we use in the industry where you get a good one and then you let the bad one go. And that way you're not losing any money and you're actually gaining a lot. You're getting your, you're gaining your time back and you're having a less frustrating job out there. And so I think the premise of the podcast is that you can't take on every job. You can, but then once you're doing that particular pool, you may realize that, hey, I don't really want this pool. And so basically, it'll kind of play itself out. And you really can't tell a lot of times when you first do the bid or first take on the account that these problems are going to happen. And there are some that are definitely red flags. I mean, you can tell right away that, hey, man, I shouldn't even take on this account. I made a mistake. You may just have driven away from the account after bidding it and taking it and realize that you can't do this pool because of, you know, a lot of different issues you notice right away. But sometimes you can't see that. And so don't feel bad if you don't take this pool, you know, long term. You may take it on for a month or two. Um, I wouldn't feel bad about it. That's just business. And there's certain things that you can't continue doing and you can't lose money on a pool and you can't waste time on a pool. And so you can't take every account and you're going to have to replace it with a good one eventually. I mean, you need the money, of course, so you can't drop them right away. But you want to just kind of wean off all the bad fruit, I guess to say, and have all really good accounts eventually as you start building up your business and your company. And if you're looking for other 
recordings that I've done on business, you can definitely go to my website, swimmingprolearning.com. Click on, on the banner, there's the podcast icon. Click on that, that'll bring you to a menu with all of the previous podcasts that I recorded. And if you're in the industry and you want to enhance your business, definitely think about joining the coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. You can learn more information there. And you also get a discount on your general liability insurance. Again, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week. God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.